Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we receive so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. I'm so excited to introduce this week's guest to you. Joining me in the studio this week is Christian Living columnist Terry Frisk. Terry's column, Your Daily Bread, has been a part of the magazine since the spring of 2015. Terry, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Good, good. And thank you for having me, Sandy. It's my pleasure to be here. You know, it's so funny. When we started this show 16 months ago, that was part of the thing was to get all of our columnists. And I can't believe it's taken me 16 (laughs) months and I still haven't gotten through all of our columnists, which is great. It means I have great content. Yes, you do. But but I want to bring in our, our columnists so that people can get to know you a little bit better. So it's a funny story. At least I think it's funny. Before you and I met personally, I kept getting told as I was out networking that I needed to meet you. I needed to call you. I needed to make an appointment. I needed to run in. I needed to present myself to you at a networking meeting, something, but I needed to connect with you. And there was one specific networking event that you and I always attended. And every time, every month, you always had a line of people waiting to talk to you, which really between the number of people that told me I needed to talk to you and the number of people that were waiting to talk to you, I was really intimidated. (laughs) So one month I show up at this event and I go in with my little notebook and I have this stack of magazines and our mutual friend, Breck Hansen, who is like as tall as the roof, sees the magazines and he goes, I need one of those. And I was like, okay, well, you were standing beside him and I thought, okay, this is my opportunity. So I was like, would you like one? And you said, yeah, I'll take one. And the rest is history. <laughs> we became friends and it was great. And shortly after that, you started writing for the magazine. So thank you so much. And and Breck, if you're listening today, buddy, I owe you for introducing me to Terry. Thank you again. <laughs> so, but seriously, you grew up here. You're an Idaho native. Yes, grew up in Nampa. And so I've only been here since I was two. So, you know, it's, people ask me, are you a native? Yeah, and I'm like, what? Kind of. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Um, I have brothers and sisters who were born here. Mom and dad left for a brief period of time and had me and then came back. So anyway, um, you received your accounting degree from Boise State, which um, you say, boy, did you did you graduate from Boise State University or Boise State College? Well, it was university. It was it, university. It just become university at the time. That's cool. That's cool. But but now you're entering a new phase. You're you're retiring. Mm-hmm. You're a retired CPA um, who has advertised or advised, excuse me, I can't even talk, local businesses on tax and financial matters over the past 40 years. You've served in the budget coaching ministry at Cathedral of the Rockies for the past 10 years, and you help people understand their finances and develop financial plans to meet their goals. And again, you've authored Your Daily Bread for the last six years for Christian Living Magazine. So every time we go to print, before we go to print, our editor Gay and I sit down and we read the magazine front to back. And I read every every article, every column, and make sure all the ads are there and make sure it's the right ads. And Gay also goes over everything. She reads every article. She looks at every ad. She looks once in a while, I'll get an email. You have a typo in this ad. <laughs> I'm like, how did three of us miss that? So, um, but I always look forward to your column because it encourages me and keeps me accountable and attentive to our finances. Um, my poor hubby, 
I told him earlier this week that budget is a four letter word on steroids. <laughs> Guess what we're doing this yeah. month. <laughs> so Terry, why is it so difficult for us to manage our finances? Well, I, I believe there's a number of reasons. Uh, first is the, the lack of education. I mean, my own financial education didn't really start until I was in college. My parents never talked about finances, and the, the subject really isn't taught in, in public schools or, or even in the churches. So many people are left to their own devices uh, to learn about finances, with sometimes with disastrous results. You know, I have to tell you, that's true. When I when I got married and moved out of my mom and dad's house and the bills started coming in, I had never seen a power bill. Uh-huh. It was the most intriguing thing I'd ever seen in my life. And the gas bill was just as intriguing. But you're right. We didn't talk. We we weren't taught those things. Yeah. Right. And then the, the next issue is is we live in a society that encourages spending. I mean, our whole economy is 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 based on consumer spending. So they also make it easier to spend through uh, credit plans, uh, so we can buy stuff that we, we don't have cash for at the, at the time. So, you know, that, that tends to, uh, to get us in the, fall into that trap of, of incurring it, more and more debt. It's only $19 a month. Right, <laughs> right. And then we have the media, the media constantly telling us what we need, right? Yep. Make your I, life easier. You'll, yep. be, you'll be complete with this. <laughs> yep. I, I remember several years ago uh, seeing an ad infomercial for the Vegematic. Do you remember the Vegematic? I, I, I never bought one, <laughs> but I do remember the commercial. <laughs> well, I thought my mom needed one, so I bought her one. And it, it looked great until the first time she used it. She tried to uh, slice a tomato and, and ended up puree and all over the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the first and last time she, she ever used it. So, but the, the, the point is we have the media, uh, be it social media, be it uh, television media, constantly bombarding us with, with uh, information, ads that, that uh, we need this product. Yep. We absolutely need this item. So with so many ways to spend our hard-earned money, it, it just slips through our fingers before we even know it. And if we aren't careful, we can easily get in over our heads with, with, with debt. You know, as we've all heard, the, borrow, the borrower becomes a slave to the lender. Absolutely. You know, then we start to worry about it. You know, what if I lose my job? What if I can't work for a long period of time? How am I going to pay my bills? Yep. Absolutely. That's true. And, and you know, you were talking about so easy. You know, I, I, we've been out of town, and so I needed to do major grocery shopping. And all of the impulse buys you know the grocery yes. stores and the and the big markets they have it set up so all of those impulse buys are there you know i was thrilled i got home and there weren't any but you know that's that doesn't always happen at my house <laughs> yes you know the, the ends of the counters so so as you're going to the next aisleway, you, you you have to walk all the way around it you know and then the check stand all those impulse items yeah Oh, the checks down the ones are the worst because you have to stand there in line. Right. You know, it's people say to me, why do you do self-checkout so much? I like, because there's no line. <laughs> I spend less money. I just get through and get done. So um, one of the things, too, is lack of spending plan. Right. You know, if you don't have a budget, again, that four-letter word on steroids, you, d you don't know. It's It becomes a free-for-all until the money's gone. Yes. You know, and I prefer to, to stay away from the word budget. It's, it's kind of negative connotation and oh, focus more on spending plan because that's, you know, what we're really doing is, is planning and being more intentional with how we handle our money. That's I like that. 
I like that better. You know, it's like what we're for and not what we're against. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's not as restrictive. <laughs> so how can, how can, because cause your column, your daily bread, yes. focuses more on a biblical standpoint. And, and you talk about a broad range of things, not just spending plans, but giving and helping and, and all of life's finances. So how can the Bible help me manage my finances? Well, many Christians uh, don't make the connection between their finances and their, their faith journey. You know, however, Jesus talked more about money than any other subject in the Bible, except for the, the, the kingdom of heaven. So, in fact, uh, 11 of the 38 parables were about money. So, Jesus spoke of it a lot. He knew it was a problem for, for people handling their, their, their finances and, and um, That's so preached true. on it a lot. Um, John Wesley, the, the 18th century British cleric, once said, Make as much as you can, save as much as you can, and give as much as you can. So, I use this philosophy in my, in my budget coaching. And to illustrate it, I, I use the three of the, the key parables. Uh, the first is the, the parable of the talents, which tells of a master who's leaving his house to travel and entrusts his servants with a number of talents, which is a, a large sum of money, for them to um, care for uh, while, he's, while he's away. So two of the servants put their talents to work and returned more talents for the master when he returned. But one of the servants buried it. And did nothing with it. I'm not going to lose this. Yep. <laughs> right, exactly. So um, the two who put their talents to work were rewarded, while the third was was chastised by by the master. You know, and I believe the lesson here is the Lord has given us special abilities and talents. You know, I I turn the talents from money to to your own personal abilities to maximize our our earning potential. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote a Christian Living article last year about Jeff Hansen. I don't know if you remember it, who's a, the um, young man who was losing his eyesight to a rare disease. I do. And while he was receiving medical care, he started drawing, which led to painting, even though he could barely see. So he started donating his art to various charities to sell at fundraiser and started to see some real success uh, and raising funds for for these various charities, so he set a goal to raise one million dollars through selling his art by age twenty, and he completely surpassed that. So then he set a goal to raise ten million dollars by his thirtieth birthday. He was an incredible story. Yeah. So unfortunately, he died a, a little over a year ago at age twenty seven, but he raised seven point five million dollars. He was on track because he had a goal. Then, Yep, he had a goal, and he was using the talents that God had given him, despite his his uh, his challenges, his his uh, disabilities. So, um, you know, it was it was it was a great story, great example. Yeah, of, of someone who could turn their their life around, take their talents, and and maximize their their earning power while giving away uh, most of it. Yeah. And, and it would have been so easy for him to have said, I can't see, I can't do anything. Right. I just, I just can't. I, there's nothing I can give. There's nothing I can do. Right. You know, my own career was based on my ability to work with numbers. You know, 10 years ago, I decided to form my own business, helping uh, small businesses with their finances. And it was a scary move because I, I had never branched out like that before. I didn't know how to sell my services. You know, I didn't know how to attract clients. But through faith and, and, and God's help, 
I was able to build a successful practice. It's being an entrepreneur is not easy. You have to be very you're either you're either brave, stupid or full of faith. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So the second parable, which I relate to saving, is, is the one of the 10 bridesmaids where each brought a lamp to, to meet the groom. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one of my favorites. Yep. Yeah. Five of them didn't bring any oil with them, light their lamps. So when it, when it came time, they were unprepared. You know, so they went to buy oil, and, and while they were gone, the groom came and took the bridesmaids who came prepared with oil to the banquet. So the lesson here is to be prepared for any contingency. And to do so, you need to build a savings account to address any need that, that may arise, right? Stuff happens. So you need a reserve to, to cover it. And, you know, my own personal... Um, history, I was, you know, after paying off my car uh, several years ago, I decided this is crazy. This constant auto payment is, is, is crazy. So I decided to take the money that, that I was making on payments and start saving it. I yeah. just continued to, to, to drive my car and, until I'd saved up enough money to trade. And so, um, you know, it meant that, that I had to prolong um, driving my current vehicle but you know i had a goal in mind you had a goal but you also you, but you also because i remember you've talked about this in in your article in your columns and you know the planned maintenance when you have a plan like that you tend to take better care right. of what you have because it has to last yep yep you maintain it to to, to make it last and you continue to drive it um it's um you know, maybe a little older, not as not as hot as the new cars on the on, on the lot. But I had a goal in mind that that kept me on track. And every now and then, I'd check my account. Okay, do I have enough to trade? Nope, nope. Keep going. So then, when it's when the time came, I could go trade the vehicle, pay it off, and and uh, not incur the debt. And the dealership probably went, "What? Nobody pays cash <laughs> <Yeah>. for a car." <laughs> so right. that's that's a great story. You know, and it also controls um, the kind of vehicles you look at, too, without getting too extravagant. Well, and not only that, too, but that's also part of, like, a, your, your, your savings account, your backup plan. If something mm-hmm. happens and you can't put that money in savings because you have maybe a major HVAC problem at home or a major car repair, it's okay. Because you don't have a creditor knocking on your door looking for that payment that month. And so it's an added right. cushion. Absolutely. Right. And then the third parable I use related to giving is, of course, the widow's mite. Where Jesus is watching uh, people giving at the temple and noticed a widow who, who gave all that she had, which was from her heart. Yep. And so I, I used to think that giving was a means of supporting the church's operations. I've come to realize that giving is more about recognizing everything we have is a gift from God. And we're acknowledging this by giving back a a small portion of of, uh, what he has um, given us. Yeah. What he has blessed us with. He's so generous. I have a good friend who taught me years ago, you cannot outgive God. You just can't. Yep. You know, and then studied stories like the story of JCPenney, who at the end of his life was tithing 90%. And he just, you know, and he had plenty mm-hmm. to live on. But, you know, great examples. And yeah. the, the parable of the widow's might is one of my very, very favorites. Absolutely. So where do I start? Start by um, uh, setting your goals. 
you know, reflecting on your current situation, you know, with tax time approaching, it's a good time to be reviewing how you earned and spent money over the last year. Then think about where you want to be, you know, five or, or, or 10 years from now. Uh, what are your earning goals? What do you want to do when you grow up, right? And this is not for just young people. I've, I've changed career paths three times during my life. And I'm looking at one now as, as I'm going into retirement, I, you know, I'm going to focus my career path on, on mission work for, for the church. That's so incredible. It's, complete, you know, it's a completely different uh, path to be taking. Um, we'll have to follow up about that too later. That's 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 how. Just consider yourself invited to come back another time. <laughs> we can talk about missions work. You know, and then establish your giving goals. Consider how much you're giving now, and and how you might adjust your giving. You know, work on making giving a priority, and and prayerfully consider your your giving plan. Because remember, God loves a cheerful giver. I mean, you don't have to go from zero to full tithe overnight to to feel the benefits. You know, start small and, and grow. Grow as you grow in your faith. Then set your saving goals. You know, how much do you need to, to be self-sufficient? Uh, plan for a, uh, a reserve fund and also plan for your retirement. I think COVID has taught us a lot about that because, you know, some people get it and it's a sniffle. Um, I have some good, good friends that she has been down for three weeks. She works full time and I'm thinking, that's a little bit of a recovery financially to come back from. And if yes. you're not, there was a gal on the news this week that she and her son got it and they're struggling to catch up with their rent. And, you know, an emergency fund, a backup plan, savings to fall back on really can be beneficial. Right. Absolutely. So next, with, the, with these goals in mind, start putting together a plan. Start with your long-term plan that establishes uh, or maximizes your earning power while addressing your, your savings and goals and giving goals as well. Uh, then from there, create a short-term plan for the next year that starts you down the path of, achieve, of achieving your long-term goals. Use it as a roadmap. Now, now the, sales, the, sales, the old sales manager comes out in me here because as we're talking about goals, you know, sometimes when people hear the word goal, they think you got to shoot the moon. And you don't. Goals are supposed to make us stretch, not break us. Right. And so that's why you're saying a long-term goal and a short-term goal so that you can have achievable goals so that you don't feel like it's an insurmountable achievement. Exactly. They're, they're stepping stones. Yes. Yeah. They're stepping stones. I love that. So where do I go for help? Well, uh, obviously, for further assistance, you know, pray for guidance. When I when I make a major financial decision, I pray for several days before making a commitment. You know, then I'm confident in my decisions from the insights I receive through prayer. Uh, check with your church for additional resources that, that may help you. Uh, many church churches offer programs like like Financial Peace University and Crown Financial programs. Yes, uh, I'm currently working on putting together a, a program uh, called Saving Grace which is a um, more spiritually oriented um, program. People who, who uh, you know, want to uh, grow in their faith as they manage their finances. I love that concept. I'd love to hear more about that too. So, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep the audience posted through, through Christian Living as, as, as Please we put do. that together and, yeah. and, and start to offer it. Please do. Um, and then there are a the number of private credit counseling programs that, that you can uh, 
uh, check into for for assistance on you know individual assistance on, on putting together a financial plan that they can help you put together uh, uh, debt reduction plans or plans to uh, pay off your debt over a period of time and sometimes they can even negotiate lower interest rates for you sometimes because they know they know the right things to say and the right people to talk to so how can people reach you if they have questions about anything we've chatted about today or this new saving grace program uh, well you can uh, reach me through my email which is which is in the, in the Christian living on, on my article it's it's Terry underscore frisk at msn.com you know feel free to reach out to me through email again that uh, email address is is uh, published in a column and, and read my uh, my columns that's uh, yep absolutely that's you know I was gonna say people please read Terry's columns and if you if you're out of the area and you're picking this up you can read us online at christianlivingmag.com go to the columns tab and then in the search bar search Terry Frisk which it's F-R-I-S-K or your daily bread and you can get all of his columns they'll all come up for the last three and a half years since we got the new website our old website didn't let us have archives this one does it's so great Um, but if you're local don't forget you can pick up your magazine a copy of christian living magazine in over 600 locations throughout all of southern idaho terry did we miss anything no i don't believe so it's been fun i knew it would be (laughs) (laughs) thank you again for joining me today this does bring our time to a folks. I can't even talk. I'm sorry, folks. This does bring our time to an end this week. We invite you back next week when we will have another special guest in store for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.